0: Faster than a speeding bullet! Batman made a strange discovery. Briefly they were subjected to sound in the higher frequencies, and they fainted. And now, back to the
1: adventures. Hello, everybody, and welcome to How to Read Comics, part of the Overthink Podcast Network. I am your comic book newbie, Nick. And over here, our grizzled, rough-around-the-edges comic book veteran is Jason. How's it going,
0: bub? Going good. Uh, I, I'm definitely rough-around-the-edges. I'm, I'm hairy. I'm short. I'm ill-tempered. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm not Canadian. Uh, and can you, dear listener, use those clues to guess what we're talking about today?
1: I know. I know. I know. Nick? Mm, yeah? Wolverine. Yes. Wolverine is today's uh, subject. Um, but first, before we dive into that, just uh, a quick update on how to read comics. We set out here on How to Read Comics uh, to make a podcast that makes a comic book reader out of everybody. We wanted to take somebody off the street, throw them into our podcast, and on the other side, have a good start to a Uh, a new comic book reader here in the world so to that end we've uh, changed up our format a little bit and uh hopefully these uh podcasts will be coming out a little bit more frequently we're gonna we're gonna break these podcasts up into a homework episode and a follow-up uh episode where we talk a little bit more in depth about the comics we just read kind of treating comic books as literature and and get into the themes and the bigger ideas and the bigger arcs and the reasons why we like reading these in the first place or maybe we don't like reading them maybe they're just throwaway stories and they're just for entertainment but it's always a great conversation to have so look forward to that um in your podcast inbox is that how podcasts work there's a sure inbox yeah, yeah we'll sure. say they do check that inbox of yours so with that uh we wanted to just dive straight into wolverine and jason i am not a huge i I love the character wolverine but i haven't read a ton of comics where he's the subject maybe two issues of wolverine i'm kind of coming from the film world with the hugh jackman wolverine in the back of my head and i love that character i love what he does on the screen i love how he plays it uh, the the goofy cheesy campy ways that he does it and the throw down slash people to bits ruthless kind of way that he plays him but all in all the Wolverine character that I've seen since what X-Men came out in 2000 that's kind of the Wolverine I like and that's what gets me really interested in doing uh, a podcast about Wolverine because I kind of want to see where he came from so I guess my first question uh, today is is that Wolverine on the screen similar to the one that's in comic books or are they just completely, am I in for a wild ride?
0: Um, yes and no. Uh, so first to, to back up a little bit, Wolverine is my jam. He was my favorite character throughout high school. Um, and I have two long boxes full of Wolverine comics. Uh, I've got an almost pristine run of the original series from 1988. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's something I, I really care about and I'm excited about. So I'm excited to dig in. Um, I think you were right to separate it into kind of the campy Wolverine, um, and the grizzled dark Wolverine. And you get those from the first X-Men movie in 2000 and from the X-Men cartoons, uh, that more campy side. Um, even though there's always hints of the more grizzled person that are often delivered as jokes, you know, he's annoyed with people because he's so serious. Uh, and then when you get to or logan he's just
1: he is just so loaded
0: yeah beyond just,
1: anything that he just don't even know what he's saying if he knows what he's saying
0: yeah uh and then the, you get to logan <laughs> and it's definitely the very dark wolverine um and yeah. it's it, in that chronology i the think human the, rule,
1: the human wolverine almost. Yeah,
0: yeah uh in the anyway. in that chronology i think that you, the thing that you miss is that both are there simultaneously throughout wolverine's publication mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's the darkness um and the the campiness, kind of depending on whether or not he's in an X-Men book or whether he's off on his own. Uh, and so mm. that's the real thing to pick out about the movie. Logan is this is a, a Wolverine jam, right? This is a, a separate Wolverine thing. And when he gets mm. separated, that's when you really see the darkness come out and they can uh, really devote some time to him as a character. Not to say that the actual Wolverine comic doesn't have its camp moments as well. It totally does. Um, one of my favorites is when he meets so- Ernest Hemingway. Um, and they have a great adventure in Spain. Uh, so it's got some, some really interesting stuff in it. So, uh, so
1: if I hear you, hear you correctly, then the, the films are a little bit more polarizing on his attitudes, whereas the comics kind of jump back and forth more quickly and hang out in kind of the gray area of who Wolverine is a, is as a character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: think he can be both simultaneously, uh, a little bit more clearly in the comics. Okay. Well, um, so then where did Wolverine come from then? Like where was it? What were, uh, Wolverine's origins? I know there's X-Men origins Wolverine where, you know, he was in all the wars and he killed all the Germans and all sorts of weird stuff. But, uh, I guess I'm more interested in, uh, who created Wolverine? Who was the writer that Um, created? Let's, let's start there.
0: Uh, Len Wein, um, was the, the creator of Wolverine, uh, in, uh, Incredible Hulk, um, technically Incredible Hulk 180, uh, on the very last panel, Wolverine shows up and says, hey, I'm the Wolverine. Let's fight or something like that. And then in <laughs> issues 181 and 182, they fight and they, they have a th- big thing and it turns out it's a misunderstanding and Wolverine is a secret agent of the Canadian government. And that's all we know about Wolverine. He's got the big claws. Uh, I think he's got the healing factor and the strength at that point. Um, and we don't really get much more from him until... Uh, he joins the X-Men. And he joins the X-Men shortly thereafter in Giant Size Mm X-Men number one. Uh, Let me give you a real quick background on the X-Men because, as you know, Wolverine is an X-Men character. And so let me try and give you all the context you need to know in, like, two sentences. So, uh, the original Uncanny X-Men ran for 66 issues. And it was those five main X-Men, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Beast... Uh, Iceman, and Angel. Um, And then after 66 issues, no one was reading them. Mm -hmm. I'll never understand this. So they just started reprinting old issues. And so issue 67 is a reprint of an earlier numbered issue. And they continued the numbering, even though they're reprinting just old issues. Maybe
1: they'll forget that this was actually... Fifty issues ago, so in
0: 1975, Len Wein wrote uh, Giant Size X Men Number One, which brings in a bunch of new characters. You get Colossus, you get Storm, uh, and already you can hear—you know—you've got Wolverine. He's Canadian. Uh, Colossus is Russian. Storm is from the country of Africa. Yeah, it was was a little bit racist. Um, The country of Africa. No, no, it doesn't say country, but you know, it's everybody's got a country, and then there's there's a dark continent. Yeah, a little bit of that to it. Um, So. It, at the same time they're trying to be more inclusive and um there's definitely moving forward from the very very white uh x-men of the 60s um Mm -hmm. and bring in new characters and the whole series becomes a little bit more dark and realistic at that time and then uh after they ran out of reprints uh Uncanny X Men ninety four is the first brand new issue with actual new stories uh, by a young upstart writer named Chris Claremont, who then wrote Uncanny X Men for the next fifteen years, oh, wow. um, and his run on X Men is really what shapes all X Men stories that you've ever seen since then. Uh, much more influential, I'd say, on the X Men than even Stan Lee, uh, you know, their mm. creator. Wow! So, um, so X, uh, so Wolverine
1: is part of X-Men, but he didn't start there.
0: Oh, uh, so yeah. So that's just the publication history in terms of his origin. Yeah. Here's where things get weird. Um, Wolverine is almost certainly a mutant. Um, let me back up one second. Wolverine's (laughs) origins have been told many, many different times. We talked about the Joker, uh, in the Batman series and how his Mm -hmm. origin story keeps getting retold. And it's because he's always lying. Uh, Wolverine at some point along the way, had false memories implanted. And because of that, it's unclear how much of his memories are real and what's not. And so he's had various origins, and often they conflict with each other. Uh, But the basic story is this. Uh, Wolverine was born in the 19th century. Um, He was a mutant and had healing powers, and he had claws, um, but they were made of bone. Then uh, the Canadian government, in a secret experiment called Weapon X... Uh, Kidnapped him, subjected him to experiments, and put adamantium all over his skeleton. Uh, And it was his healing factor that allowed him to survive those experiments. He then broke out, um, killed pretty much everyone uh, on his way out, and uh, slowly kind of regained his sanity and became a secret agent for the Canadian government. Which we find out later he was also before the experiments. Uh, But he lost all of his memories during the experiments, everything gets reset, and he becomes a secret agent after being a secret agent he then joins the x-men and we get into kind of more canonical history uh stuff that's less disputed cuz we've got you know records of it actually happening
1: yeah i think that brings up something when uh just in general for comic book reading when you start diving into these comic books that have physical origins back in the sixties and the seventies and they've been, they've been running all this time. You run into, I don't know if there's a term for it in the comic book world, but you just run into that, that um, time loop where it's like, well, does anybody actually remember where this character came from? And so then they have to, the writers or whoever's in charge feels like they have to write it again and they change it a little bit. And then the history gets a little different. And
0: yeah, the term is uh, the term is continuity. And because it's so long, uh, it's really difficult to keep it all in mind. And you're right. It sometimes does contradict itself uh, or at least seem to.
1: So what would be what would be your best advice for uh, comic book readers in general to kind of get around that? Is it just a research thing or just ask a friend thing or I'd,
0: I'd say start with whichever aspect of it connects most to you and then feel free to work backwards from there. Uh, so when I was first Wolverine reading Wolverine, I got into Wolverine um, around issue 90, which is one of the ones I'm going to recommend that we read. And after that, then I started collecting. I bought issues 80 through 90 and then I bought issues 75 through 80 and then 70, 75. And I would buy them in three or four issue chunks as I went to comic shops and just just buy older ones and slowly get back to the area that I was interested in as I'd learn more and more of the past behind them. But that's
1: because I was really so the completionist in me feels like there's there should be like a point way, way back at like the beginning of when when a character was created or a comic was created and just start reading there. Yeah. But sometimes it leaves you high and dry. Yeah. So what you're saying is what you're saying is go down to a comic book shop, find the Wolverine section. If you like Wolverine in general, look through a couple of the books and find the style or maybe some of the read a couple pages. If you find the writing that you like and just kind of jump in there and then hop, skip and jump depending on where those comic books lead you.
0: Absolutely. And it works actually really well with Wolverine because Wolverine was not published um, with a chronological history of him. Uh, It's full of all of these retellings of stories from his past. Um, And so you'll be reading Wolverine and it's not taking place at the same time as the issue of X-Men. Instead, all of a sudden you get a three story arc from the thirties and it's just, here's a story about Wolverine. That's Um, the stuff
1: I love. I I love that part of Wolverine that he has such a long history because he's Self healing, So yeah. he just lives forever and ever. And so he, these little weird things pop up in his history. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was in Cuba for
0: a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's really cool. And also because of that, it's tough to get a grip on exactly historically where he was at different times. He spent some time in Japan um, in, I would say, maybe the 70s. But he was also there just after World War Two. And in one of the issues, he literally has the atom bomb dropped on him um so yeah i mean it it gets real weird but reading it out of order is great because of that um it's it's no big deal jump in where you want and then we're going to give you some suggestions of what to read based on what you already like so here's some possible places to start so if you like the x-men animated series did, did you grow up on that nick I did a bit. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: uh see so when it, when it's not the Hugh Jackman Wolverine, uh, I think of the yellow and blue tight-wearing Wolverine with the gloves yeah. and the metal little things on the gloves and the and the big horns. Oh yeah, yeah, the horns, yeah. Uh, he had like the the cowl that
0: yeah yeah
1: he's like the kind of like look like ears ears or um, horns
0: or whatever they are yeah totally so so i for that i would recommend and this is a this is a terrible terrible thing to recommend um essential x-men volumes one through eight um it is uh i don't know a couple thousand pages uh gosh. it's chris claremont's entire 15 year run on x-men um and so if that if the x-men animated series is your jam it basically retold all of those stories in condensed format um oh. and it, it's The animated series is almost a best of Claremont's run. Um, And so in some ways, the animated series is almost better. Uh, It chooses Mm. which story is really good. You get the entire uh, Dark Phoenix saga is in Claremont's run, and it was a big part of the animated series. Um, Mm. The various aliens. uh, Anyway, I won't get into it, but yeah, that's that's a great place to start. Uh, And so you can pick up those big phone book sized volumes um, and just work your way through them. And also, if you like the animated series, um, I'd recommend uh, the Wolverine miniseries by Chris Claremont and Frank Miller. Um, and uh, the initial run on Wolverine in Essential Wolverine Volume 1. Um, can't remember the author off the top of my head. It might be Claremont as well. I feel like it is. Um, and and those are kind of the, the same vibe you'll get from the animated series, especially because the animated series cribbed so much from them. Uh, and then you said if you like the X-Men movies, that's how you got in.
1: Um, yeah, so that that uh, millennial or uh, turn of the millennium kind of X-Men where, or the big uh, blockbuster movies of of your,
0: I would recommend, uh, this is kind of a weird connection, but I I'd say weapon X. Um, which is the story. Okay, tell of, me about Weapon X. So this was published in uh, Marvel Comics Presents, I think was the, the name of the publication. And so it was done over like a dozen issues um, where they just told different stories uh, every month uh, about a Marvel, Marvel comic character and it didn't have to connect with continuity. Mm-hmm. And so this was their version of Wolverine's origin story. Um, gotcha. But it is killer. It's all about him getting experimented on. Um, it's done in some really interesting ways um it's it's not a standard wolverine comic instead it's just a really interesting story and a lot of it got picked up in those x-men movies um the other one i would point to is wolverine issue 90 which i said is about when i got interested in wolverine um it is one of my favorite comics of all time um and so i'm going to definitely put that one on our homework and talk about why i like it so much but basically it's just an epic battle between wolverine and saber so
1: if you want to relive that, how old are we how old were you when you
0: when you picked that up? Oh, I can probably check it out based on um publication history.
1: So it was it was brand fresh spanking new. Yeah, when you got it. Published
0: in 1995, so I was 14. That feels about right.
1: Great. So if you if you want to live uh, relive your 14-year-old self, uh go pick up That's what I'm going to do. I'm
0: going to pick up I'm definitely going to pick up Wolverine 90 if I can find it. So at the end of Wolverine 90, I just want to throw in one thing. Um This is just before the Age of Apocalypse storyline in X-Men, which is a really cool storyline you should all check out. Uh, But long story short, um, there's a parallel timeline created. And in each of the X-Men titles, like Wolverine, um, at the end of that issue, uh, time basically froze. And so the last panel of the comic, all of a sudden everybody turns to like Crystal. And that makes no sense whatsoever if you don't know that context that— Oh, and now time is frozen, and we're going to see what's happening in an alternate timeline for the next four weeks. Uh, They did this month-long thing, and then one of the really cool things they did is when they cut back in Wolverine 91, although I think they skipped to like 95, um, is they acted like a month had passed. And so you don't get the very next panel. Instead, it's people, you slowly pick up on what had actually happened. So I just want to throw that out there that, that cliffhanger at the end that's between, is, uh, is an interesting that's one. That's
1: between ninety. That's between ninety and ninety-one.
0: Yeah, ninety and ninety-one. Although that now event th- happens, I, c- I can't recall uh, whether there was a ninety-one or whether they changed the numbering and then went back. Um, but
1: yeah, gotcha. Very good. Yep. Uh, comics definitely tend to. If you're, I guess as a as fair warning on all comic book readings, if you're going to do as we recommend and just jump in somewhere. Um, and I meant to mention this earlier, but comic books, comic books are catered. It seems like as a new comic book readers, comic books are catered to the, the loyal longtime reader that has been there since issue one. And it can feel a little bit, um, exclusionary a little bit, and you feel like you're missing out on something, but at the same time, comic books are for everyone. And, yeah. and I I I it would be you'd be hard-pressed to find a comic book creator that would be so hard-nosed, like, if you jump in halfway through my series, you're not gonna know what's going on. And you need to go back to the beginning and read it. P- comic book creators want you to jump in wherever it feels comfortable. Yeah. And that's definitely what we preach here on how to read comics. So it's gonna feel weird. It's like, I don't know, it's like Sometimes it's like jumping in halfway through a conversation, but the nice thing that comic book writers and artists do is they are always cross-referencing back to other things that have already been said uh, so that everybody can feel like they are part of the story if it feels weird but you like the comic book overall stick with it and then jump back somewhere different and see if you can find a better fit for you within that series don't just go oh i don't know what's going on i mean i guess if you're completely lost then it may not be for you but long story short it's it's gonna feel a little weird but um it's worth it
0: just keep reading yeah, I think as TV watchers, uh, most people expect uh, comics to either be like Game of Thrones where, no, you can't start watching in season six. That's mm-hmm. that's not allowed. Or like Friends where it's like, yeah, there's some storylines, but who cares? Like just watch an episode, you'll be fine. Uh, or mm-hmm. Seinfeld where it's like, oh, you kind of just stands alone. You don't really need to know anything prior. It's, it's, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and comics exist in a different place that I'd say is closer to like General Hospital uh, where they do want you to start watching now but you're going to be real confused because this show has been going on for 40 years. Uh, so you'll, you'll figure it out as you go along, jump in, have fun. It's how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. And then finally you said, uh, if you like the movie Logan, which just came out. Yes. Logan. Yeah. This is an easy recommendation. Okay. Old man, Logan. It's the series that, that Logan is based on. Um, and it was a great run where they imagined Wolverine in the future. Uh, it's a totally different story. Um, In some interesting Mm -hmm. ways, Uh, but it does pick up on the vibe Um, and a lot of the frustration that you see in Hugh Jackman, I think, comes from the frustrated Wolverine who is old and couldn't save everyone. Um, The story in Old Man Logan. So in the movie Logan, uh, Professor X is constantly referencing something that happened, right? There's something bad that happened. Either Professor X killed all the X-Men or Professor X failed to save them. And I don't think the movie makes that clear it it leaves it open to interpretation. Yeah, a little bit. In Old Man Logan, there's a version of that. Um but it's it's a really different catastrophe that they're referring back to. Mm. And for my money, for my money, it's way cooler. So Ooh. if only for that little twist that you get about halfway through the series, uh it's a really cool series. So is it com- uh, a complete
1: departure or they're kind of uh, intertwined uh, kind of intertwined from the film a big departure
0: but spiritually similar like you if you gotcha. liked the vibe of logan vibe. you'll like this vibe and it's like a brand new story and a completely cool. different story you know they can't exist together they exist in different worlds
1: but gotcha it, you'll totally that's, dig this and that's how i kind of felt at the end of logan uh i was like oh man like that's it like there's they're not going to tell any more of the story yeah. but now it's i can go go back and started all over again
0: yeah yeah and i I do want to say logan is the only time in film that they've gotten wolverine right and i called my brother i called ben Mm. right after the movie and i said ben they finally got wolverine right um this is the only time i've ever seen it it's amazing um that 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 edge to him that just wasn't present in the other films Uh, it was always more of a joke that they finally got that there um so time for
1: homework So yeah, let's uh, recap a little bit on some of the recommendations we made and uh, go over the homework that you and I are going to read for uh, the next part of this uh, Wolverine talk.
0: Yeah, I've got uh, four main things and then kind of an optional one. So the Wolverine miniseries, um, written by Chris Claremont, drawn by Frank Miller, um, because yeah, Frank Miller used to just be a comic artist and not a writer. Um, Weapon X, which I've already mentioned. Really cool one. I think we'll like that. Uh, Old Man Logan. Um, I've kind of talked about the reasons we want to read that. And then I'm going to make you all read Wolverine 90 because I think it's so cool. Uh, Yeah. I can't wait to talk to people about it. I'm excited. Um, If you read the digital version of it, make sure to click the button that allows you to look at it as though it's a page because the page layouts are some of my favorite part about this book. So I would say kind of go back and forth so it doesn't just zoom in on the panel. And then um, one more. This is the optional one. Uh, essential wolverine volume one this is the first 25 issues of uh the wolverine solo book uh the one that i had collected you know almost Mm. all of gotcha um cool and it's optional because you know that's a lot to read uh but if you get really into it that's where to go next
1: uh, we really hope that if you are into Wolverine that we are going to set you out right. That's the goal here on how to read comics. Uh, give those a read. Uh, come back in a couple weeks and we're going to have our thoughts and opinions on what we thought about the evolution of Wolverine. And uh, what this story has to do with the lives we're living now. And just have some fun with it. So uh, we hope to hear you back soon. And uh We'll chat with you then. See you around, Knuckleheads.
0: Knuckleheads. Knucklehead. Because he's a canuck. He's it's, a knucklehead. It's a terrible joke but he absolutely does call me.